Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is Man Up Podcast number 192. Hard to believe. Uh, it's the countdown to 200. And for those of you that are out there counting, uh, that number is eight. Uh, my name is Bill Cox, and this is the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. We're on this No Church Answers tour, and I'm telling you, we uh, this is episode 192. We have been through hurricane, pandemic, historic uh, freeze, and uh and we're still kicking. And we're still on this tour. We're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, momentarily frigid Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up, but you're probably uh, about as warm as we are. Ho- hopefully warmer. So spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. We're still in the COVID quarantine also kind of confined by this freeze so we are in undisclosed locations uh, around Sugarland. and before we get uh into this particular podcast i want to go around and uh we have uh he's a world-class policy writer a bit of a professional gambler and our producer uh steve titch is here hey steve, yes, steve. hey how are you and uh, attorney and uh, former prosecutor, we call him the judge, Michael Cropper is here as well. Hi, Mike. Yeah. Hi, Steve. Hi, Bill. And, uh, and there he comes. Quick, here he comes. And, and, oh, oh and we have uh, we have the. Sorry, I, I was. I, I've been. I, I'm in the middle of my uh, Facebook fight. <laughs> okay. On the uh, on the false narrative that's being pushed out there that. Oh my God! If we had been all green, this would not have happened. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. Robert's getting sidetracked. Robert's well, well, I, I'm sorry, but the wind turbines froze is not totally true either. Go! I posted an article on my Facebook page. Go look at my link that I put out there, guys, and it will okay. describe basically the tax subsidies that were given to windmills destroyed basically the infrastructure on the other plants. And so what's happened is wind can't produce a surge capacity that anybody else can. So all the regular plants were offline for regularly scheduled maintenance. Up until seven days ago, 40% of our power was being provided by wind. That all plummeted when it all went up, but you couldn't bring those other plants online. By the time you got the natural gas plants online, they were diverting natural gas to heating for people. And at the same time, then you started having frozen valves and other stuff. We had 25 frozen valves across our oil system yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. And with that. <laughs> and and with that, we're going to go ahead. a little salty today. We'll, we'll, we'll continue on. Hey, we have an open door policy here at uh, Man Up. And uh, who walked through the door? Uh the person that uh, just gave us uh, the last five minutes. <laughs> Who didn't know we were already recording the podcast. I apologize to our right. I'm only slightly uh, and, passionate uh, about this. And so now that we know, we, we're just going to start going around the room and find out how everybody's doing. And, and now we, I got a pretty good idea how you're doing. And uh, going go, go right, to go right to uh, the judge, Michael Cropper. How are you faring? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you, Bill. Uh, I don't know how I, I I was blessed enough not to to lose power for any significant amount of time. Uh, I know Kyle Trahan, our deacon, who's not with us tonight, uh, had was without power for what three days, seventy three hours, and some sure. minutes. So, those of you folks who experienced that, uh, God bless you. I hope I don't know how you did it. I, I didn't be cold for so long. But other than that, yes, looks like we're getting out of this, Bill. Uh, I thank God for it. I thank God that many more people's lives were not lost because of the, the cold and everything. And now we've got a lot of water pipes to deal with and broken water pipes. Thank you for asking, Bill. 
excellent. And uh, producer Steve Titch, and how uh, are you faring? I didn't quite get up to Kyle's record. Uh, we were out right. for about 40, about 52 hours. Um, with, wow. Uh, starting really Monday morning. And and we were writing it out because we have we have a lot of camping, cold weather camping stuff. So we were had the had layers and we had some we had we had a wood for burning fireplace. So we were able to hunker down and we were doing pretty well until Tuesday <clears throat> afternoon when a pipe broke. And uh, fortunately, it was not as bad as some it. We were able to turn the water off quickly. Um, and did not sustain really any interior damage, but we it really was like, it wasn't a pipe that was feeding an outdoor spigot. And uh, we, it, we need, that's when we needed to go over a relative's house because we had no water and no heat and no power at that point. Um, they just All finished right. fixing our, that pipe about an hour and a half ago. So, oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. So sweet. Oh, and so, well, so I do too. hope I'm that you, know, you got a plumber that quick. Well, we had a, we had fry of friends in low places. Let me put it that way. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we got some help. And actually, I should we're on the podcast. We I did get I did get uh, additional help, uh, a, a really first first responder type help in getting that uh, split pipe taken care of from one of our one of our Sugarland Baptist Church. Uh, members. He's a member in my own ABF. Um, and so, yeah, the church, uh, church members came out and helped out. So I'll, uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll say, uh, I'm not that's wonderful. That. Yeah, that's wonderful. pretty solid. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is that it happened with us. We just got rotated out, um, eight hours and, and apparently fellows, uh, we have, uh, one more night of freeze and then it's back to, uh, normalcy for, uh, us in Houston which is winter temperatures uh, that dip maybe into the 30s, but typically are 40s through 60s. So, uh, I mean, that's why this inclement weather, although it may not so sound cold to you folks that are upper Midwest or- uh, hey, This is Canada, cold Canada even by whatever, Midwest But this standard. is cold. Well, I mean, I'm a, you, you and I are from a, it gets, you know, it gets cold. It's 15 degrees is pretty cold. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, all right, well, awesome. Bill, I don't think- and, uh, <laughs> Yes, I don't think ahead. you introduced yourself. I was going to tell you. Oh, that. I'm sorry. Uh, and, and I'm the director, Bill Cox, and I'm basically yeah. a. Uh, uh, I I am from Upper Midwest, like Steve mentioned, uh, Michigan, and it did get fairly cold, but we were a lot better prepared for it up there. So all right, Bill. Um, and and with that, you know, but it, but the thing about it is, what just hit me as I was preparing for this particular podcast, we're coming up on 200, and we have been through. Uh, long, long and devastating hurricane. Of course, we've done the pandemic. We've got the freeze, and I'm sure there's been other calamities, or or certainly uh, situations. Maybe not calamities, but have that have come up, and we've been we've continued on with the podcast. So uh, uh, good on you guys. So yeah, uh, um, and but you know what? As I was preparing for this lesson. I found the reason for this particular podcast and I found okay. it when I looked at, when I looked at the person that was writing it, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, each on our own uh, faith journey. <laughs> the person that wrote this thing is awesome. It has a PhD, is also a, a, a theologian, a psychologist, and it and then it said at the bottom, it is a member of a, a church. Can you imagine be trying to be the author's <laughs> pastor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah, you know. So and and I think that's the whole thing about this podcast. We take a standard ABF, we put a man spin on it, we kind of update it and apply it to the lives of real men. So and with that, I want to start out and get some first thoughts. Uh, producer Steve Titch. All right, I'm going to go very quickly because I know Robert's kind of chomping at the bit on this uh, to <laughs> talk about this. Um, but I will say it was Robert who a couple of weeks ago when we, we uh, were beginning our lesson, our, our, our series on Philippians, uh, we, we started, well, we started with the beginning of the chapter, but we started this particular segment we're going to talk about 
uh, really begins uh, at uh, Philippians 1, verse 27. And, and Robert explained that just because uh, the, the various letters in the Bible, the various, various books of the Bible are divided into chapters, that's not necessarily the way they were written or the way the author divided them. And it's clear when you go back to 127, chapter 1, uh, verse 27 of Philippians, it's a topic sentence which uh, everything we're, we, that, that, that we're going to talk about tonight leads into. And that topic sentence is, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And, um, then, and, and then we deal with, with the matters of staying united as a church and, of course, being humbled. And tonight's reading begins at 2.12. Um, where where it begins with therefore therefore my dear friends we'll talk we'll, we'll do that reading in a in a few minutes but this wraps up uh, what is the, what has come before so really looking at this idea and this is where we're going to discuss the famous quote uh, fear and twerking out your salvation with fear and trembling but again like we like we always to do if we look at that in context we get a lot more depth from that idea of fear and trembling and a better, I think a better idea of what it really means. Excellent, uh, Professor. So once again, apologies to our listeners, was not aware the crew had started recording while I was. Apologies again a, to our we're audience. We're going to put a meter that. on there. A meter <laughs> on there. So um, yeah, and, and and this is one of those um, things that that as Steve said, we're going to talk about that working out your salvation um, quote with fear and trembling. And it ends up with the call to be light bearers is, is a phrase that's used. And we're going to talk about that. And, and this is the reason why Steve kind of joked I was chomping at the bit a little bit because this is something we talk a lot about in Man Up. We talk a lot about exercising your faith muscle and following spiritual disciplines. And by doing that, you in reality that's part of how you work out your faith and i'm gonna talk a little bit after the reading i'll talk a little bit about some of the language here that's used in the greek and how it's rendered a little differently in different translations because it it really implies that faith isn't a accept christ walk down front go get dunked and walk away or for our more um liturgical brethren in the faith, Episcopalians, Catholics, uh, Lutherans, and some Methodists. You don't get sprinkled as a baby and get your fire insurance and never have to do anything else. Now, does that give you your fire insurance? Yeah, it actually does, especially the second one, what we believe in in believers, in believing, in believers baptism. But there's more to it than that, and there should be a lot more. And this passage really talks about that and alludes to that. Bill? Uh, excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, Bill. I, I'm, the lesson we're in is number seven, working out your salvation, as you guys have talked about. Uh, and and the, the, the author makes two points, and it brings me back to, to when I chose to follow the Lord. Uh, the first point is God must work in us before he can work through us. Okay, that, that to me tells you right off, folks, uh, that's the point at which you give your life, Lord, in which you become justified by faith. And then, then the uh, second point the author makes is what does it mean to work out your salvation, your own salvation? And, of course, Robert and Steve have, have both alluded to it. Uh, it. It's a lifetime experience. I'm going to tell you that. Let me share just this with you real quick. I remember when I first accepted Christ as my Savior, and I began to follow the rules of Christianity. And I remember attending church on Sunday morning, Sunday night. Wednesday night, and I was very critical of those who did not. I was a new member of the youth group at my church, and we often went out uh, after the evening service and ate together at some fast food restaurant. And I was voted as a leader of the youth group. And so naturally, I assumed that everybody needed to pray when they received their food. And I was pretty blunt about pointing that out to everybody. 
anyway, I had some of the kids tell me that I should not be making them pray for their before they eat their food, at least not out loud. Although I was taken back from this criticism, I guess that not everyone had the same conviction I had toward blessing their food. Anyway, a much more notable surprise came up when our youth group was invited to another church to share our testimony. I played guitar back then, and we had formed a small singing group. I was strongly criticized by the church pastor when I considered taking the group to another church when we were invited to a Presbyterian church to come and share our testimony about the Lord. Again, I was... I was very taken back because, to me, our our testimony was to to share what Christ meant to us and to share our lives. All in all, but what I came to understand, and we're going to get into this in just a short time after Bill reads the uh, the scriptures. All in all, I came to understand over a period of time that we as Christians do have very different convictions sometimes, and our Christian rules and our regulations may vary between us. It's good to follow consistency, and we should attend church as often as we can, and we should be sure we are hearing from the Lord if we decide that we do not need to attend church or fellowship with our Christian brothers and sisters. So I'm looking forward to the discussion today and the scriptures, Bill. Uh, before I read the scripture, uh, it's Philippians 2, uh, 12 through 18 in the book. To me, Working out your salvation could be summed up in one word, journey. And we're each on this faith journey. You're never done working out your salvation to me. And it's just, it, it, it's, it's how you're working through it. Um, it's, your, it's your journey. That, the, that's my thought. Anyway, I just want to throw that Absolutely. out there. So I'll go ahead and I'll read this. It's uh, Philippians 2. Uh, 12 through 18. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with, <clears throat> with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. So, uh, and with that, I mean, hard to believe, uh, it's time for us to go to our first break. This man up, we will be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. It's podcast number 192, uh, the countdown to 200. Uh, we use many different publications. We are in the Connect 360. Uh, this is by Baptist Way Press. It's an outstanding public, publication. We're in a study of Philippians. And uh, I just read Philippians 2, 12 through 18. Going to go ahead and kick off the discussion uh, with Professor Koshi. Um, Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, Proverbs 9.10. Um, and so a couple of words. So salvation is rescue, safety, deliver, health, salvation to save. The fear and trembling. Fear is rendered here more as respect, honor, reverence, and then trembling is quaking with fear. And so you kind of put all of that together. And then 
the theologian J.J. Mueller actually says that work out is probably rendered better as work at your salvation. And, and that's something that we right. really talked about that. And like how, how Bill said, you know, it, it, it's the journey and it's the discovering what your faith means as you do the scriptures, as you look at the scriptures, as you attend other Bible studies, as you visit and talk with other men like this, you know, it's figuring out what your faith really means and how we're called to interact with that faith, I think is where it becomes very serious for us to take a hard look at, you know, what does it really mean to work at our salvation? You know, is it how we behave? Is it how we treat other people? Is it the time we spend worshiping and doing other things? Um, the one thing I'll tell, tell everyone, and one of the things that I think is we're called to be passionate about. Just like we're called to be passionate about other things. We tend to be passionate about a lot of things. I'm probably tell. I'm very passionate about the way some people are attacking the energy industry right now, um, partially because the energy industry pays me a salary. Um, but as passionate as we can be about those things, we're to be just as passionate about our faith and how we express our faith and how we do our faith. And the problem is, like everything else in life, Paul talks about, you know, God working in you and both to and will and work for his good pleasure. But it goes back to those previous lessons where we've talked about how do we have those discussions without offending other people? How do we have those discussions and still display unity of the body of Christ? How do we put all of that together? This is kind of the final passage in this segment. And the goal is how do we tie it all together? at the end of this, because that's where it's headed to as we look at it. Excellent. Uh, Producer Steve. As I said, I think you've got to think about the, the writing that came just before this and connect the idea of fear and trembling to that. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, because sometimes that comes across as, whoa, oh God, oh, be scared of God, or somehow, uh, be somewhat be insecure about the state of your salvation that you're always you know hanging uh, over a precipice ready to fall and that's not the case here i think the fear and trembling we are to have is in the in the humility and obedience of christ to the point of his death on the cross which comes just before this. It, and, it's, and, and we talked last week about how not only, not only was he obedient to the death, but he was obedient to, the, to one of the most humiliating deaths possible. And that, Paul, remember, Paul writes, that is why Jesus Christ is exalted and jumps right into that and saying, therefore, now, with this in mind, you know, this, this should, this should be something so like totally awesome in a way, just like you, Bill, this is utterly awesome as to the, the act of humility that was done for you. And Paul then issues his challenge. If you, if you work at unity, if you work at, if you work at your faith and all that, uh, all that work toward, toward bringing out those spiritual fruit that we've talked about time and time again, and it comes through spiritual disciplines, you will shine like stars. You cannot help it by, by following that imitation of Christ. He's, he's almost saying, this is, this is the formula, guys. Um, understand what is done for you. Really, truly appreciate that. And if you live out, you know, through that Holy Spirit that comes to you through that, you cannot help but shine like stars. And, and that's the whole, we've got to be careful about the whole faith works dichotomy. Um, and that the working out of your salvation is not doing works. 
in a way for that right. salvation. Your salvation is assured. Uh, now, in, I, I don't want to get too lengthy here because because if you're coming from a, a, a reformed a reformed Christian background or a Catholic background, that optimism that Baptists have is jarring. You're used to the the the, the Ingmar Bergman Christianity of of existential troubling. You know, world. How do I see God? Is God silence? Is God there? Where is he? You come into a Baptist church, you get blessed assurance. That's one of the big hymns we sing. Blessed Christ. assurance. We don't, we're there. Um, but still, there's this idea of, okay, I'm saved. What do I do now? And it starts with, again, not with worrying about, you know, the works you're going to do, but submitting to the Holy Spirit and following the Spirit and that spirit of Christian humility. Well, I think that uh, just like man up here, it's uh, it's participation in worship, but not only in worship, but in the cause of worship. So we're to not only uh, worship ourselves, but help others to help others, uh, other people along their own faith journey as well. And I, I just, I, I think the, the big thing that men, uh, the tightrope that they walk is the difference between being confident and being humble. Uh, if you're too confident, you're, co you're cocky. If you're too humble, you're self-defeating and, and you know it's so hard for men to walk that to walk that line trust defeats fear for me so i don't fear god because i try i feel i trust god so i don't have this fear and, and maybe i'm all wrong about that but uh, that's just kind of, I'm just figuring out, Bill, I'm just Bill, would, that out there, you know. I would agree. The, the, the fear and trembling, uh, when Paul used it way back then, I don't think he meant it for us to stand there and shake before God uh, all the time. I think what he means is to seek God's face. We are justified when we come to God and when we serve the Lord. And sanctification is a process by which we walk and walk close to God and walk in the spirit of the Lord and ask him for a daily guidance. And I think that's the fear and trembling that Paul was referring to then. And that's simply when, when you seek God, when you seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And, and by the way, Bill, you hit it on the head. Our, our, our life, once we commit to Christ, is a journey. And it will go all the way till we, uh, we go to be with the Lord. So our seeking God's guidance every day, to me, is the fear and trembling we're talking about. And the exercise of the faith muscle, as Robert mentioned, um, what we have to do, we, we, when we seek the Lord, we're doing with fear and trembling because we're asking for his guidance. We're not saying, hey, God, get out here and show me what to do. Hey, it's about time you open the door. We're saying, Lord, uh, give me wisdom today. Give me guidance. How can I serve you? How can I uh, honor you? And, of course, you talked about going to church. Church is one of the ways that we do seek the Lord, and we pray and we worship him. We study his word. We fellowship with other believers. Again, like you guys have said, the, the Man Up podcast. We ask advice from my brothers and sisters. Uh, then we spend quiet time with God, asking him to show us and share with us. So, so all this to me is fear and trembling. This is working at our salvation. Uh, Robert's going to hear a little bit different from the, the Lord than I will, and I'll hear a little bit different from Steve and a little bit different from you, Bill. Uh, radical change. Do not jump at some big change. I'll tell you what, if you, if you think you hear somebody or another Christian tells you that this is what the Lord tells you to do and it's, it's radical, I would be leery. I would be real careful uh, because God is going to speak to you usually in a small voice and he's going to use wisdom that you know and have and put together. But anyway, uh, all those things to me are fear and trembling. Bill? Excellent. Uh, professor? on the mute button again my uh two boys are over and they're both outside they're both outside my office watching the uh u of h game so they're being a little loud <laughs> um <laughs> it's it, it's 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 working out the salvation but i think it's it i think the work at 
is a really good translation of it because we're called to work at it in the sense that it's something like Bill mentioned earlier, is something we're always working towards and always having to work at and walk towards because it is very different for us as Christians and as individual men to be able to express that faith. And as we continue to work at it, we learn how to express it more and better towards each other and towards others. And I think that towards others is where this entire passage starts pointing to. Is it talks about, you know, where we've been up till now is how do you work on things within yourself and within the body of Christ, our lesson last week on unity. But then it starts to talk about now, how does that affect what we do going forward? You know, it becomes the, the phrase at the end, the drink offering. And how we're supposed to go out and be bearers of light. And I think the, the way to do that is to first we work at our salvation so that we have that and we have the capability to actually share with it. And we do that by really doing the things that we talk about, you know, attending corporate worship, Bible study, memorizing scripture, prayer. You know, service, a really big one. Um, our, our deacon noticed his neighbor next door have, has left their house, similar to you guys, Steve, evidently. Didn't have power, ended up with friends that had power. But when the thaw came upon today, Kyle noticed water down the driveway and water coming out the front door of his neighbor's house. So he was able to get his neighbor's house, get the water shut off out of the meter. Right which I'm glad he was able to do that because I've seen a house filled with water recently and it's not a pretty sight. No, no, but it's, it's not. doing, but it's doing those service things and always looking out for the other people. And I think that's where this becomes very critical for us as Christians is to be able to do that as well. I think in particular for men uh, and I just look back at, across the four years that we've been doing this podcast crisis leadership uh, has been different because we've had different crises and yet the leaders are the same. The, the Christian leaders are there, but, but you react to each crisis different because you know, remember the hurricane was uh, outward working, whereas the pandemic has been more inward working and, and it's, it's being a leader regardless of the situation and being the right type of leader um, as you, as you inspire the people around you. Um, Mr. Steve Titch, I don't see your face. <laughs> Camera issues. I just wanted to say that I'm so used to, you're usually in the box on down on the left for me, but uh, sorry about that. It must must be devastating, Bill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not to see my face. The I world. Think so. <laughs> right. I thought I was giving you attitude. guys a break. <laughs> no, the attitude. Every Bill, everything is attitude, right? And and Robert and Steve, everything is attitude. The world is looking for us. We're trying to be men. We're trying to serve the Lord. We're trying to make. Uh, we're trying to honor God in every way we can. The world wants us to screw up. Like you said, it says, Paul says here, do all things without grumbling and disputing that you can be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation amongst whom, as you said, Steve, you'll shine as lights in the world. The world wants us to screw up. They want us, want us to shame ourselves and our church, and that's how we respond to crises, to difficult situations. And we just have to keep that in mind because we do we do face our, our trials and our screw-ups and things that happen to us. And uh, sometimes we have to count to 100 instead of 10 so we don't say something we would re we're terribly regret. But anyway, I uh, just wanted to bring that out about Paul's from the scriptures. Yes, they, the world is looking for us to mess up and to uh, for us to have a poor attitude, a bad attitude, and just say the wrong thing that makes our church and ourselves look bad. That's that's interesting because so a lot of times we get cross-reference scriptures 
in our, this one is first Corinthians nine, 24 through 27. And it's actually, you Mm -hmm. know, that many runners enter a race and only one of them wins the prize. So run to win. Athletes work hard to win a crowd that cannot last, but we do it for a crown that will last forever. I don't run without a goal and I don't box by beating my fist in the air. I keep my body under control and make it my slave so I won't lose out after telling the good news to others. Um, and with that, let's go ahead and, and we got our second break and we will be right back. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 192. You're listening to the Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Facebook, under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for The Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact Man Up at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 192. Countdown to 208. Eight is left for you mathematicians out there. Uh, we are on uh, Philippians, and this is Fear and Trembling. And we're kind of getting uh, down to the last uh of this particular lesson and uh let's get some uh thoughts producer steve titch i think we have to work at being good disciples first and not to worry i would say this not worry about being good christians i'm i'm going to recommend uh listeners pop over to sugarland baptist uh church's youtube site because we just had a we, we just took on a, f- what I, a fabulous new youth minister and, and Robert was among <laughs> the people on, his, uh, on the search committee. And so I, I had off to that and, and I won't get to it, but it is absolutely one of the best sermons I've heard. And it's on Luke uh, 18, uh, 18 through 29. It looks like that's the, that's the story of the uh, rich ruler uh, and actually, it's juxtaposed, the 13th disciple. That is, on, I'll just simply say that. But really, I, I right. think you boil down what a lot of Paul writes here and elsewhere. And he wants you, he wants, he wants you to build, he wants you to be disciples of God, disciples of the Lord. Uh, and, and his point here is if you put that discipleship first, and that itself is a journey to become better disciples you will you will that you that's how you will become a good christian it's another bit of irony you will not become a good christian by following the rules and that was a great story mike earlier about being the guy who makes sure everybody's saying the right prayer at the right time uh, or or doing the right ritual at the right time uh i think you know this this is this is part of you know this is all about coming to know Jesus better and yeah and and first and that's first and foremost I I I think though that a person's a person's own passions is what makes them a disciple for example I'm passionate about this uh the man up podcast I'm passionate about being on the tech team am I passionate about cooking in the uh and serving in the kitchen no i don't think you guys would be either you know so uh but i think by using your talents and your passion and like i I love feeding the homeless i was just there uh earlier this week huge load of stuff they needed um uh for this particular temperature and stuff but by indulging those i have the opportunity to use my faith to make other people's lives better and i think that's that's essential and you don't have to be a monk with a a little loop of hair (laughs) walking around all humbly in a robe to accomplish that 
you know, each of us have our own passions and that's what makes the mosaic better. Well, it, I think it's no coincidence that disciple and discipline are the root of the same word. Um, a, a disciple is a follower adherent to the teacher. And I think the key is that it is somebody who actively imitates both the life and the teachings of the master. And so when you look at it from a, being a disciple of Christ, it means you're actively trying to imitate, number one, his life and how he lived it, which means all the crazy stuff like talking to the woman at the well that he shouldn't have even been a part of or, you know, confronting the rulers who were really corrupt at the time and at the same time weirdly accepting the Roman rulers, you know, the whole coin thing where render under Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. He, he never really spoke out against the Romans. He had a lot to say about the Pharisees and Sadducees and the guys that ran the temple. He looked at the rich young ruler that Steve alluded to in the sermon. Here's someone who said, hey, I followed all these rules all my life. Lord, what do I have to do? And Jesus just looks at him and says, sell everything you want and follow me. You know, he didn't, he, he literally was able to get to the cusp of everything that anybody wanted to and at the same time was able to show love and compassion. The woman, the woman caught in the very act of adultery, they put him in front of, they put her in front of Jesus and said, you know, the law says we have to stain her, stone her. What do you say? Jesus kept his mouth shut, started writing in the sand. You know, one of the questions I want to ask God when I get there. So please tell me what you were writing. I really got to know. And then he looks at the woman and says, where are are the people that condemned you? And they say they're gone. And he said, I don't condemn you anymore. And a lot of people like to forget the last words he says after that. He looks at her and he says, go and sin no more. And so he wasn't afraid to legitimately confront real sin, but do it in a compassionate way. And when Mike read, Mike read the, the uh, passage in verse, I got to get it real quick in verse 15, where it says shine as lights in the world. You know, we're really called to be light bearers. In this, we're called to be the light of the world, the salt of the world, and to be in the world, but not of the world. You know, and yeah, Romans 12, 12, 1 and 2 tells us, don't be conformed anymore to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And finding a way to do this is in reality the hardest thing that we have to do because it becomes very difficult as Christians to get strike that balance that Christ struck. And that's really where coming into a disciple gets there. And I think, I think part of, I'm, I'm with Steve, you become a disciple, but I think part of how you do it is by having the disciplines, the disciplines enable us to grow as disciples. As we uh, you faith. know, uh, I thought that was a great uh, sermon that uh, what Scotty, Scotty uh, Swingler, yeah gave you i I thought i thought it was outstanding um honestly that i work out my uh faith i think in a little different way uh maybe a little closer to what's in my own neighborhood uh you know things that things that i can make a positive difference in and i think the vast majority of people out there just want to be going in the right direction. Um, and oftentimes we're, we're stuck at a crossroad and we waste so much time at the intersection without ever deciding left, left or right. And even if we do take the road, we're, we're driving down wondering what it was like if we would have went in the other direction. <laughs> You know, I, I think it's the I think it's the commitment and uh, and trust uh, uh, ha- have faith 
and take that step, start that journey. Um, it positive influence in things you are passionate about and things that you run across. Fellas, this has been a great discussion. Um, it, it's also great that uh, we're in the middle of, well, hopefully we're in the last third or the last 20% of the great freeze of 2021 uh, here in Texas. But it's great to get together with you guys one more time uh, for podcast 192, regardless of hurricane, pandemic, deep freeze, any, any type of stuff happening, and yet we are here. So um, I just wanted to uh, say, hopefully all goes well as we go through the next, uh, next few hours or if it turns into days. And also, our other friends are, are dealing with um, other issues, of course, the COVID, which is going on. But for my, uh, my point of view, I'm glad that COVID is off of page one for once. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, at least I'm not talking about COVID. And uh, go to uh, producers, Mr. Steve Titch. Fear and trembling isn't about being scared of God. I think it's about approaching God with awe and respect and the, the confidence that he will show you the direction um, your life is to take. Uh, it is uh, imitating the Lord. It is not... Uh, it is trying to, uh, you know, trying to walk with the spirit every day, which is really difficult because, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's, nobody does this. I don't know, you know, even the best of us fall. Uh, the, the point is, is that we are saved uh, and, you know, now, okay, what are we going to do about it? But really it's, it starts with following, just like, Excellent. just like uh, Jesus said, follow me. Professor Koshu, a final word from you. Yeah, it, 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 it's the calling to be a light bearers, I think, is the, is the biggest piece of it. I think we're really called as Christians to be out and share our faith and to show that light of Christ to the world. And I think that's where the hardest part of our faith comes in. You know, not everybody's going to go out and be an evangelist. Um, a couple of lessons ago, I think Mike told the story about the old gruff guy who, who when they went camping or went to a youth camp and had bad places, he's the one that got the group around. And he's not the guy you probably would want to be out there witnessing for everybody. But he was able to get the teenagers rallied around in the middle of all of that. Each of us have our unique spiritual gifts. And I think our disciplines help us to help us determine how we can use those gifts best for the cause of Christ. Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper. Bill, I think uh, I'm back. Yes, final, I think I am back in. Excellent. I, I final, final words uh, and takeaway from this lesson from you. Uh, yeah, Bill, thank you. Uh, I had the, the, the lady from Zoom interrupting about 10 times and somehow I muted, muted my phone. I had no idea what that was. Anyway, no, the lesson is a great lesson. Uh, the lesson is you guys are speaking so practically. Um, yes, we have to represent Christ in everything we do. Yes, ultimately, uh, the goal to fulfill a good purpose for our lives, serving Christ and, and being the men that we're supposed to be and dealing with the world and dealing with our attitudes and dealing with uh, salvation. And Bill, it always, it's always good to hear that you went out and helped the homeless people. I, I, I think that's a very big part of my heart now that I'm retired. Hopefully I can do part of that. Uh, anyway, the question is, do we have the right attitude? And then we'll, we'll be part of that plan and we will live a life that's satisfyingly, abundantly and joyful. And that was the whole point of the book. Again, the book is pure joy. Now, uh, will our lives be perfect? No, there's no promise of that. Will we be rewarded financially? No, not guaranteed. Will we have the perfect family or perfect job? No, not un we're uncertain of that. We don't know. But we do know if we are living the life Paul has instructed us here in the scriptures and over and over again, 
than the things the world uses uh, to measure success don't matter to us any longer, right, guys? Because our focus has changed. We now find ourselves looking at things that have eternal value, and all other things just seem to fade away in our hearts, and we serve the Lord with all our heart. Thank you, Bill. Excellent. Uh, it's been a great discussion. Thank you so much for tuning in. Podcast number 192, on our way to 200. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, the judge, Robert Koshy, the professor. My name is Bill Cox, and we're on this uh, No Church Answers tour. So check out our new YouTube channel. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Pray.com, if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there which is our website. Uh, if you're still in quarantine, unable to attend a church, uh, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's a Baptist service on sugarlandbaptist.org and starts Sundays at 945. And when the quarantine is over, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. And why local? So you'll go. And find a small group ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.